Thursday of Pascha, we uh, move forward in the resurrection story and we've heard about Thomas. But on the third Sunday of Pascha, it's almost as if we are returning to the tomb. We're returning to the events leading up to the tomb, even, uh, because we are celebrating today the holy Burberry women. We're celebrating the noble Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, uh, who helped Joseph in the burial of Christ. And we remember them, and we heard in the gospel again today that they were the first ones who were told of the resurrection of Christ. And so we remember them because without their work, without the particular things that they did, we wouldn't have the truth and the fact of the resurrection before us the way that we do today. And in particular today, uh, I did want to talk about Joseph, the noble Joseph of Arimathea. And uh, his icon actually is up here in the nave. It's, it's up there in the, the balcony. And uh, Joseph, it said in the, the gospel reading that we heard this morning, it said that he was a, a respected member of the, of the council. That he was someone who was also seeking the kingdom of God. And as someone who is a respected member of the council, when he goes and asks the body from Pilate, nobody was thinking, well, this guy is going to take that body and hide it away, and then the apostles will be able to say that he is risen. This is someone who they trusted, someone who is a respected person, and who therefore, if he were to say, with Nicodemus, I laid him in this tomb and he's not there anymore, it would be something that would be believable by the people. And even thinking today about the tomb of Joseph still being a place where people are able to have the confirmation of the resurrection of Christ. Because even amidst the pandemic, uh, I hope that some of you were able to see the, the videos of the live stream of the Holy Fire coming to the Holy Sepulchre there in Jerusalem. It was a little bit surreal watching uh, because normally it's a, it's a jam-packed church, but um, the patriarch still came out with the light. The patriarch still came out blessing the faithful. The patriarch still came out proclaiming the resurrection of Christ. That whether there are two people there or the entire world, the resurrection of Christ still happened and is still being proclaimed from the tomb that Joseph offered to our Lord. What a profound thing. But Joseph, in our Holy Week commemorations, a lot of the actions that the priest does actually are even mimicking the things that Joseph did in taking Christ from the cross. We do that at the Great Vespers on Holy Friday. The priest will actually take a white a cloth, go and take the body of Christ from the cross and wrap it, just like Joseph wrapped Jesus in that linen shroud and laid him in the tomb. And when we carry the, the, the beer around the church, we are that funeral procession of Joseph taking him to the tomb, because ultimately the tomb is actually the altar table. And this year, perhaps, that role was uh, emphasized a little bit more because we didn't have the procession outside. And so instead of doing the procession outside, while the chanters were singing a very beautiful hymn, which I'll get to in just a second, I picked up the epitaphios like Joseph and carried the body of Christ around the church in uh, the style of the great entrance. And that particular moment was perhaps more emphasized this year than it has any other year because we weren't in motion while certain hymns were being sung. And so I wanted to bring to your attention the particular hymn uh, that we sang on Holy Friday as that uh, the Epitaphios was being taken around. 
was actually sent out in the, the bulletin email that was sent out yesterday, so if you want to reference it, you can. Otherwise, I'm going to read it to you. You might not remember all of it, but that's okay. You can look back later. So as that trout was being carried around in procession, the chanters were singing, When the pious Joseph saw that the sun had hidden its rays, and the veil of the temple had been rent at the death of the Savior, he did approach Pilate and did plead with him, crying and saying, Give me this stranger who from his youth has wandered like a stranger. Give me this stranger whom his kinsmen killed in hatred like a stranger. Give me this stranger at whom I wonder, beholding him as a guest of death. Give me this stranger who knows how to take in the poor and strangers. Give me this stranger whom the Jews and envy estrange from the world. Give me this stranger that I may bury him in a tomb, who being a stranger has no place whereon to lay his head. Give me this stranger to whom his mother, beholding him dead, shouted, crying, O oh, my son and my God, even though my vitals have been wounded and my heart burns, as I behold thee dead, yet trusting in thy resurrection, I magnify thee. In these words, the Honorable Joseph pleaded with Pilate, took the Savior's body, and with fear wrapped it in linen and balm, placing thee in a tomb, O thou who grants to all everlasting life and the great mercy. I mean, there is a whole lot going on in that hymn, and I could probably, we could talk for hours about it. But the big thing that, that I want to point out to you today in, that, um, in our commemoration of Joseph of Arimathea is that word stranger in this hymn, because that's a really profound thing for us to think about. And I think that there are three very important challenges that we have in thinking about Joseph of Arimathea and thinking about this particular hymn that the church has offered to us in remembrance of the action that he did. Because remember, a stranger is someone who we don't trust. A stranger is someone who perhaps we hold at a distance from ourselves and we don't welcome them into our lives. And this hymn refers to Christ as the stranger over and over and over again. And we can even pick up on that imagery of in the life of Christ from his birth. Because remember, he was born in a cave and lay in a manger. The Son of Man had no place to lay his head. And so he was treated almost as a stranger from the very beginning. And the Gospel of John, which we've been studying on Wednesday night, says that he came to his own, but his own did not know him. This idea of the stranger that was uh, in the midst of the people there. He was treated as a stranger. And so the first challenge for us in thinking about that is, do we treat Christ as a stranger? Where is he in our life? Is he on the periphery? Is he in an icon that is on the wall that we sometimes give some sort of salutation to? Or is he someone who is front and center in everything that we do? Is he invited to sit at our table with prayers at home at, before we eat a meal? Is he invited to enter into our life with prayers to start and end our day? Do we only think about him when we need him the most? Or is he actually more than just a stranger, but someone who we love to have in our presence all of the time? And so that's the first challenge for us to think about. Is Christ a stranger to me? Would he think I am a stranger to him because of my actions and how I treat him? 
Am I like the people in this hymn, treating him in hatred as a stranger? That's the first challenge. How do we treat Christ? The second challenge, when we look at the, the witness of Joseph of Arimathea, he went and ministered to the body of Christ at its weakest moment. Dead. Pilate was even uh, surprised, as it says in the gospel today, that Jesus was already dead, but he was. And Pilate went and asked for his body, that moment of the most profound weakness that anyone, any one of us can have. And so he treats the body of Christ at its weakest moment with love, with awe, with reverence, with charity, attempting to find the place where he could help particularly. And the lesson and the challenge that we have, of course, is for us to treat the body of Christ at its weakest moments with awe, with reverence, with love, and with charity. Because the body of Christ is the church. And so when the members of the church are at their weakest moment, are we being like Joseph and treating them with love, with reverence, with awe, with charity? Are we looking into what we have and say, you know what, I see that you have a need and I can help with this need? Or are we saying, not my problem? Deal with that later. The temptation, I think, especially during this quarantine, perhaps because we are confined to our homes or in our own little world, that we might keep ourselves focused only on ourselves and our own issues and our own problems. And I'm not telling you not to focus on, not to think about your problems as well, but to not forget that there are those weak members of the community, weak members of the body of Christ who need help. And so it is our responsibility as Christians in the church and as witnesses on the example of Joseph of Arimathea to treat the body of Christ at its weakest moment with love, with respect, and with charity. And so I would continue to encourage you as we are continuing through this isolation to reach out to one another and see where, who the weak members of the body of Christ are. And it, we might even be surprised to know who the weak members of the body of Christ are. We think of the elderly or the young or the sick. But all of us are going through many different feelings and emotions during this time. And all of us are weak and need the help and support of one another. So the challenge for us with Joseph of Arimathea is for us to reach out to the weakened body of Christ that needs love and charity. Finally, not just the example of Joseph of Arimathea, but of course the example of Christ. Because in the hymn that I, that I just read to you, it says that even though he was a stranger, he knew how to minister to the poor and to the strangers himself. And so we remember the words of Christ when he was asked, who is my neighbor? Perhaps neighbor is the opposite of stranger. When he asks, who is my neighbor? He gives us the parable of the Good Samaritan. Your neighbor is the one who you see with the need. And so it's not just about treating reverently the body of Christ, the members of the church, but it's also being neighbor to those who are around us. And brothers and sisters, we have a profound opportunity to do that here and now. If we are able to put Christ in our life and not treat him as a stranger, if we are able to reach out to the weakest in the body of Christ and minister to them, like Joseph of Arimathea, if we are able to be neighbor to those that are around us, the resurrection will be proclaimed in a powerful way throughout the world, even if we are not here in the church doing it. 
this hymn into our hearts in the example of Joseph of Arimathea and of our Lord himself. And we treat Christ as if he were our beloved friend. If we remember the body of Christ and those who are in need, and if we reach out to the poor and the stranger, showing them the resurrection, this world will be a very different place. That's the challenge for us. May the prayers of the saints be with us so that we can fulfill that challenge. Christ is risen.